Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of A La Carte with Keithy. I am your host, Keithy Langston, and I want to thank you all for listening to episode one on the North-South Connection or on Podbean. However you heard us, I'm glad you did. And we're going to have a pre-recorded segment. It's going to be our first segment that we're going to have today. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Keith, wait a minute. This is episode two, and you're already into pre-recorded bits. Uh, yes, I am. Thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy this one because it's uh, pretty cool, I think. So here we go. Alrighty, everybody. So in uh, a very special, uh, well, I guess it's a very special segment, even though it's the second episode of my podcast. Um, I want to bring on a very special guest with me right now. And that, of course, is my kick-ass, awesome, best kid in the world. Excuse me. Best young man in the world. My nephew, Chase, uh, also known as Hashtag Moldy Nacho. Chase, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you, Keith, for introducing me. Excellent. So today we want to do one of the new segments that I want to introduce, and hopefully it's going to be one that we have a lot of fun with, and it's called Potentially Problematic Plot Holes. So just the gist of this is going to be, we're going to bring up a plot hole in a movie and or television show that could potentially cause a lot of problems, so to speak. And we're going to try to see if we can work around and figure out just exactly how does this plot hole resolve itself. Uh, And Chase has had one that he noticed as soon as he walked out of Thor Love and Thunder, and he pointed it out to us in the car ride home. So I'm going to let Chase introduce this. Go ahead. What do you think is the potentially problematic plot hole for Thor Love and Thunder? Alright, so when we first went to go see Thor Love and Thunder, I loved the movie, I thought it was pretty good. But I walked out, and when Korg, at like the epilogue of the movie, Korg was talking about how he had his two dads, and they sat in the volcano holding hands, and this, this, and that. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, one of my favorite scenes is when Thor is locked up in Ragnarok, and that little infinite loop cage thing, and Korg is talking about how he's trying to try to, you know, make a revolution to get out of there. Hey, mate. And he was talking about how the only people who showed up was his mom and his girlfriend, which he hates. That's right. Mom and his boyfriend. Mom and his boyfriend. That's right. Exactly. And he wasn't a big fan of his mom's boyfriend. Oh, you know, we wanted to have pamphlets and only those two showed up, mate. So I guess you're right. Um, It does seem to be like there's a plot hole. At first, Cor's talking about how he has his mother and his mother's boyfriend uh, coming around to help you know, start the revolution. And then the following film, it kind of leads people to believe that the uh, type of creatures, I guess, that the Korg is um, are all male, male, and they reproduce just by holding hands, it seems like. So I think that is a potentially problematic plot hole, if you you ask me. Um, It could just very well have been that Taika Waititi just didn't really care. (laughs) <laughs> he just decided to do as a gag in the first movie, have him with the mother and a boyfriend, and then in the second movie, it's a father and a father. But uh, let's let's not go there. Let's go to what do you think, how can we talk our way out of this? If we're going to go and we're going to do, you know, like, uh, we're going to keep kayfabe, as they say in the wrestling industry, which means everything you see is real. How do you think we talk this out? So what do you think could possibly happen, Chase? Um, to be honest, I think they could probably go something like having his dad and his both of his dads die in some way. Uh-huh. And this maybe not even Korg species mom adopts Korg 
and you know they have that new life but since the mom was you know an only mother or a single mother she had to get a boyfriend and Korg just didn't like that so maybe Korg's dad's died at some point and we just don't know and this could have just been some I guess fix up that we didn't realize that All right. was possible so I'm kind of digging this so what you're thinking is that Korg is Korg is born out of his two fathers holding hands in the lava pit. And then all of a sudden, something tragic happens and Korg loses both of his fathers. Not just one, but but both both of his fathers. But a nice female Korgigian, or whatever we'll say it is, adopts him. But she can't raise a, let's just say, um, hmm, kind of a rough around the edges rock man like Korg. So she, she needs a boyfriend. Or at least a co-parent type situation to help, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay, Chase. That sounds like a pretty interesting... Uh, that sounds like it kind of resolves the plot hole. Do you see any other further plot holes happening because of this? Like, do you think that there's something that could happen further down the line where Korg has another problem with his mom and his... his uh, well, we won't say stepfather because we don't know if they ever got married or anything. And But Korg did meet a nice fellow, right? Mm-hmm. Dwayne, the rock. Ah, that, that was his name. It was Dwayne, and that was the funniest thing I noticed. But <laughs> I think since they're currently in the lava pit holding hands for however long it was, mm-hmm. I think they'll have a kid. Oh, and then hopefully nothing happens. Yeah, to them, I was right? gonna say that. Yeah. and I, you know, maybe the kid and Korg have a problem with the boyfriend. And then they try to convince the mother to, like, I don't know. Leave the boyfriend? Yeah. Huh. They could okay. all work together to do that. That's the new movie. Is... That co- oh, that's the new... That sounds like the new Disney Plus uh, show. Uh, Korg the Corgian, starring Korg, Dwayne the Rock, and his mother and... Hey, mate, my mother and my stepfather. Um, well, so that's good, Chase. So now I have one last question for you. Uh, because you are a bit of a uh, comic aficionado let's say and you've read up on some of these things before i didn't realize that korg species did have female korgs or female whatever they are rock creatures so you're so you think they did um i yes but no at the same time Ah. because i guess according to the movies you know there's only men and male Hmm. korgs but maybe it's maybe it's one of those things the jurassic park thing where it's like uh Life uh, finds a way. Yeah, you know? life always finds a way. Hmm. All right. Well, Chase, thank you so much for joining me for this segment. Um, I hope everybody out there enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. And um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Any? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not here to plug anything. You're not here to plug anything? Well, if anybody wants to uh, ever come and watch uh, Senior League Baseball in Newton, oh, God. Um, you can see Chase on what's a team... Blurple. Blurple. Team Blurple. But uh, he is, this is Chase Moldy Nacho. He is uh, one of the, he's my BFF, FFFF. He's my best friend forever, forever, forever. And I thank you so much for coming on, buddy. And I love you. I love you too, Uncle Keith. And thank you. Thank you. Everybody, welcome back. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, potentially problematic plot holes with my nephew Chase. And right now I want to bring in my very special guest co-host for today's episode. Uh, I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, she is the queen of the universe and the ruler of all things. She is the founder of the Jenny position and one of the 
uh, cornerstones, I think, of the North-South connection, and that would be Jenny, Miss Jenny Smith. How are you, Jenny? I'm fantastic, Queen of the Universe, as you I are. am. Absolutely. Um, actually, the cornerstone of North-South connection meant more to me than ruler of all things. Oh, well, that's nice. I always like to I like to point out that when somebody I feel is a cornerstone, just because it 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 it's impressive to me to see just how especially since I've met you now and face-to-face, and, -face -face, and of course I've seen you several times because we do video chats all the time and we talk almost every week, but it's kind of impressive when I meet somebody that I kind of get starstruck. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass on this. I mean, it's true. Like I you would never. But I kind of get like starstruck when I, meet, when I meet people that I listen to all the time and that I enjoy their, you know, opinions and – I actually had an interesting conversation with one of the uh, one of the local wrestlers for Chaotic uh, last week, where he was he was talking about he was basically talking about marks, and he was talking about how some people are just like kind of crazy and you know reaching out to him on social media and shit like that, and he and he kind of goes, you know, he's like, we're not we're not friends with these people, <laughs> and I was just like. And I kind of took it as a shot in the heart because I was like, right, I, that's like, kind of harsh. I was man. like, bro, you come up and talk to me. I don't fucking talk to you. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, if he's seeking me out, I have to assume that he likes me on a different level than just like, hey, I'm going to try to sell this guy my autograph. But it, it did make me think it's I do get starstruck a lot when I meet like, as I would consider like a local celebrity or something. And I mean, you and. And JT, and I mean, even even Grooney, hey, Grooney, <laughs> shout out to our friend. It's like, you meet these guys and you go, wow, these are guys I listen to all the time. And it's just kind of neat to friggin' meet them. So, yeah, I. Oh, I'm the same way. Like, I, big time. Same yeah, you need for to, you when I met you. And, of course, Grooney is a legend. So. Yeah, Grooney is a legend in, in his own right and in, uh, <laughs> in the podcasting <laughs> world and I'm just I'm so sad that the next time I might get to see him is is uh, at WrestleMania in Philly. But uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll get him to go somewhere sooner or later. But uh, so moving on to our for our first segment together on a la carte episode number two. A la carte. A la carte era um, is. <laughs> and I think you'll like this one a lot um, because it's actually one that you and I spoke about. And we decided that yeah, and we I workshop said, this a little bit. We did workshop this a little bit. And I said, I am keeping this. I'm saving it for the episode with you, Jenny. And you went, okay. And this is, and there's a good lot of dropping eyes here. It's superstar sorting hat. So, <laughs> so the premise of this is real simple. Anybody out there that's a fan of Harry Potter is going to know that the sorting hat goes on and sings a little song. You might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, if you're ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folks use any means to achieve their ends. So that's Yay! Pretty... <laughs> that was wonderful. Did you do that off the top of your head? Or did you I, I did. I did. I wrote, the, I wrote down the lyrics and I wasn't sure I was going to sing song it, but I did. So I did. That was so, great. So anybody that had read. I the... can't top that. What are we doing? <laughs> so anybody that had read the first Harry Potter books. Uh, and really, you have to you have to read the books because the movie doesn't do it justice. But you know that in Gryffindor, they value courage, bravery, nerve and chivalry. 
Hufflepuff values hard work, patience, justice, and loyalty. Ravenclaw values intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. And Slytherin values ambition, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness. Now, this is important. And the reason why I read to you what the actual, like, what they houses value is because I'm going to give you 10 past superstars of, we'll say WWF and WCW era, because I believe all of them have, actually, yes, all of them have showed up in WCW for the most part. So all of these professional wrestlers, we want to find out who we're going to sort, what house they're going to get sorted into. Now, as an example, I think we talked about this in workshop this while we were at Jake the Snake's uh, stand-up special. <laughs> Obviously, Jake the Snake is going to go into Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, but that goes without saying. However, yeah. I think a case could be made for Jake to go into Ravenclaw as well because he is intelligent. Yes. He has a lot of wisdom and wit, especially in his promos and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, what I want to do, and if we can't get to all 10, that's fine. We might jump around a little bit, but I'm going to start off here with a bang and I'm going to say, Where does Hulk Hogan? What house would Hulk oh, Hogan be sorted fuck. into? <laughs> now, remember, just because Gryffindorf is yellow and red doesn't automatically mean he's going into Gryffindor. Look, I, I'm not a Hogan fan. So... Neither am I. So Okay, good. Um... <laughs> but let's not take the backstage politics. Yeah, yeah, right. Let's try to stick with their on-screen persona. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, I think... It almost seems like J.K. Rowling wrote Gryffindor to to symbolize Hulk Hogan because he is yeah. he, he is courageous, he is brave, he's got nerve, and he is pretty chivalry. I mean he he was chival he was chivalrous with every woman except for Sensational Sherry, I believe. So well, yeah, know. yeah. But I mean, I want to argue with that, but yeah. I don't think that I can. Um, yeah. I think it's Hogan literally does. his colors. I think it, Hogan is a. I think a, he goes into Gryffindor. I think the the persona of Hulk Hogan, especially the eighty four to eighty eight Hogan, I think goes into Gryffindor. Um, yeah, it's funny because as a NWOite, he probably goes into Slytherin. <laughs> oh, for sure. But um, I guess we got to put him in Gryffindor, right? Uh, yeah, and if, and if anybody disagrees, please let me know on Twitter at Flounder824 if you disagree with any yeah, of these. Well, I would, yeah, I would be curious. To see yeah, I would really love to know. And uh, Jenny, your your Twitter account is at the Jenny position, right? At Jenny position. That at Jenny great. position. So, yeah. So let us know if you disagree with either of our um, either of our assessments here. So um, coming up now, I'm going to say the American Dream, baby. Dusty Rose. Where does where do you think Dusty Rose? Oh, I'm putting on the hat, baby. Where am I gonna put this hat on? Who where am I going, Daddy? I'm sorry. Dusty is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Dusty is a Hufflepuff. Hard work, hard times. Hard times. Yeah. Patience, justice, loyalty. Mm. You're gonna get justice, Ric Flair. You know? So yeah, Dusty's a Hufflepuff, 100 percent And what were Hufflepuff's colors? Oh God, they are um, friggin' aren't they yellow and black? Yellow and black. And yeah. What? Who had the? <laughs> oh my God. Again, this JK... is gonna be easier <laughs> than I thought. Did J.K. Rowling write the friggin' book based I on mean... these? Oh, good Lord. Um. Okay. So with uh, with Dusty said, a person who's gonna be on next on the list, and that's that. Ooh, that piece of slimy trash, Ric Flair. Where do you think Ric Flair, <sighs> the Nature Boy, goes? 
Oh man, that's a Slytherin. It's got to be right. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say, you know what? Yes, because he has ambition. He's cunning. He has leadership. He's resourceful because of having the NWO with him, not the NWO, the Horseman with him. So yeah, I would say Ric Flair is prime time. Ric Flair is definitely a a Slytherin. Um, okay. Now here comes a trick. Where does Cactus Jack go? Oh, hmm. Hmm. I'm going to lean Ravenclaw. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Wow. We're like, Jesus. We're like, what, four? This is, yeah. This is like, (sighs) I didn't think that would fit as well as it fits. It is, right? Um, So I I do because I think he values intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit. I mean, that's right there is Cactus Jack. Yeah, but, and they're a little bit unhinged too, right? The Ravenclaws. How about this? Where does mankind go? Mm. Is different. Mm. I don't know if mankind automatically goes into Ravenclaw. Hmm. What what does mankind value? I feel like he's I feel like mankind actually kind of falls into a Hufflepuff territory. I was leaning Hufflepuff. Because he's hard work, patience, justice, loyalty, like with Uncle Paul, loyalty with Uncle Paul. I mean, loyalty to Vince McMahon. Look at how much Vince McMahon screwed him over, even before the corporate rock and everything like that. And he still stuck with them, you know, up until then. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. and then even afterwards, like, you know, kept coming back as the commissioner and things like that. So I think mankind is definitely a Hufflepuff. Now, with that being said, Where does dude love go? Hmm. It's amazing to think. I think that Mick Foley, the man, fits into three different houses of Hogwarts. That I mean, that would make sense. (laughs) And I think dude love is definitely a Gryffindor. Gryffindor was where I was leaning to. I could see him absolutely sitting in the common room talking to perhaps Sirius Black through the fire, the fireplace, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and just, you know, making sure that he sees nearly headless Nick and says, hey, Nick, how are you? And just, you know, (laughs) enjoys it and says, ooh, have mercy to the the fat lady as she, you know, watches over on the the painting. Yeah, he has this whimsy to Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Um, Okay, so how about we do one more? You want to do one more? I'll do as many as you want. All right. Well, then we'll see where we're at now. How about how about Rowdy Roddy Piper? Where do you put Rowdy Roddy Piper? All right. So we just did a, an episode of Talking WCW about Piper. Um, so I feel like I know him a little bit better. Yes, you did. And great episode, by the way. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, that was really fun. Um, Maybe I like Gryffindor for Piper too. Okay. I could see Gryffindor. I can. Courage, bravery, ner- especially like 90, what, 96, right? 96. Right, right. Yeah. Standing up to Hulk Hogan. Yeah, because that was where Great you guys were. Queen. That's where you guys were talking about was 96. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially some of the, like some of the matches that you were reviewing, like those are, yeah, like bangers of, of, uh, with Roddy Piper. So even though he is sort of slither, he's sort of a, it's like, he's like Harry. He can go into Gryffindor Mm. or Slytherin. Oh, I even like that better. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. I love that because you're right. Because you get to choose. Really. Yeah, Harry got to choose, and Harry got to say, "Where do I go? Where do I go?" I I like that, Jenny. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so we're gonna say that he went into. He has the choice of going into either Slytherin or Gryffindor, but he chooses Gryffindor. Of course. So WCW Roddy Piper chooses Gryffindor. 1983 <laughs> Roddy Piper probably would go to Slytherin. Slytherin, yeah. No, okay, good. Perfect. There all right. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you, I'm going to kind of give you another softball here because I don't think that this guy has ever changed his colors ever. And that's Ricky, <laughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, I don't think it's necessarily a Gryffindor. <laughs> no. Um, because remember, one of the one of the best tragic heroes in the Harry Potter series was Cedric Diggory, and he was from Hufflepuff. He was Hufflepuff. You know? Yeah, um, Eternal Babyface. Mm -hmm. So there's that Eternal for <laughs> Steamboat. Um, yeah, I could see Hufflepuff. Mm -hmm. Hard work, patience, justice, loyalty. That sounds like Steamboat to me. It does. Yeah. Okay. Hard work. Hard work. All right. How about how about the hitman, Brad Hart? Oh, okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, he's Ravenclaw, though. Yeah, I was just looking at it, and yeah. I was going, he's definitely a Ravenclaw. He absolutely he's just, is. He just, he just has that, yep. that edge, that intelligence yep. Yep. to him. Yep. Um, and absolutely. that fucking mouth. Yep. Um, <laughs> that fucking mouth. <laughs> I love it. Um, passive aggression. Yep. And all right. Last but not least, because I think I got to say it is uh, the Macho Man. Yeah. Where do you think Randy Savage would go? Oh, yeah. man. That's a fun one, too, because he's <laughs> fucking crazy. I, I, I'll let you say it because I think I got an opinion, but I'll let you say it first. <sighs> hmm. I gotta go Slytherin. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give you that. I was actually gonna go. I think he's in every house. <laughs> he kind of is. Like every. I feel like he's in. I feel like he's him. in. Yeah, he's in every house. <laughs> he goes everywhere. All yeah, right, so he that's... literally. He has the passwords to yeah. all of the houses. <laughs> when he gets points, all the houses get. He's points. he's like he's like Mr. Filch almost, or better yet, I would think. You know what? Savage is more like he's um he's Hagrid. He's living out on the grounds. Yeah, yeah. He's just I'm out in the uh, haunting the woods zone. and shit. Yeah, I'm in the danger zone. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so that was Superstar Sorting Hat. Um, that I thought was pretty fun, and uh, we could do that. We could do that all day. I could have given you another ten, another twenty, another thirty. I mean, we were getting. Yeah, we could have done this for like seventeen hours. Probably. Yeah, I mean, we were talking at that the Jake thing. We were talking about like the barbarian. <laughs> The, the barbarian, the barbarian, yeah. the warlord. Like we were talking, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's some. I think some obvious ones like Ted DiBiase is clearly a Slytherin. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, Earthquake is probably Earthquake's probably a, a Slytherin or a Ravenclaw. I think like Jimmy Hart is a Slytherin. Bobby Heenan's a Slytherin. Oh, you know. God, yes. I mean, you could take anybody that's like an an an, an eternal heel. Like, but then like there's there's the tricky ones. Like I said, I like, like the tricky ones. Well, the tricky ones are like like a Tito Santana. Like, where does a Tito Santana fall? Hufflepuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, because Tito's not necessarily not every baby face is a Gryffindor. So mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. keep that in mind, everybody. Not every baby face <laughs> is a Gryffindor. 
So awesome. All right. So that was Superstar Sorting Hat. Um, now this one, this is gonna be fun because this was I thought a lot about oh this about this segment. <laughs> and I think you're gonna really like this. Uh, okay. So Jenny, you know what a haiku is, right? It's a Japanese poem. Usually it's a standard of five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Yes. Um, over time, I think people have gotten a little bit more flexible with the, <laughs> with the 575 format. Um, I tried to do 575 for most of these. It didn't always work. So some of them are 575. Some of them are 686. Some of them are 676. Some of them are 657. So you're going to have to see. But this is called Hit Song Haiku. And the premise of this is I came up with five different haikus where I took lyrics, actual real lyrics from hit songs that most, if not everybody, should know. And I'm going to read them out to you in haiku format. And I want you to try to tell me if you can figure out the song. Okay. okay? And um, I think I hit, I think I did my best to not like put this all in like one area, like country or, you know, hip hop, things like that. So I hope uh, most of it's pop, it's pop songs. So you should be able to get it. So okay, right, here comes the first one. <clears throat> People always told me, be careful of what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you need me to repeat it, I will repeat it for you. No, I, I hear the song in my head. Um... <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's on the spot. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> People always told me, mm -hmm. be careful of what you do. Mm -hmm. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. That is Billie Jean. Yes. Yes. Nice. Okay. I was, like, right. I was like, I'm going to get there. God Excellent. damn it. Right. I will sit with dead silence for 30 minutes, but I'm going to get this fucking song. All right. All right. Here comes the next one. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is failing too, falling too. Fucked it up. I said failing. Falling. <laughs> I, I, you know what? As I was rehearsing and I kept saying failing. <laughs> We push and pull <laughs> you like. I did rehearse. Of course, I rehearsed. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with the shape of you. Ah, you did. Yes. <laughs> yes. That one was right. a little bit easier. That's know? good. That's two for two. All right. Um. Okay. Oh boy, this one. This one. I feel like is <laughs> okay. I think I might have been too easy on these. Um. <laughs> Because we're young. I appreciate that. That's fine. Because we're young and we're reckless, will take this <laughs> way too far. It'll leave you breathless. <laughs> but with a nasty scar. Um, <laughs> so that's Taylor Swift and it's some title I don't recall. You don't recall? All right. I'll give you it. It's, it's Blank Space by Taylor Blanks, Swift. Yep. Yep. Oh, there you go. Okay. Awesome. Um, okay. Um, all right, here's it. For what is a man, what has he got? If not himself, then he has not. Oh, okay. yeah, this is a good one. Cause this is like, 
not me. You should know this. At least right, I think so you should know this. Then. Say it again. For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself, then he has not. Hmm. Mm, right. If you want, um. Can I hint? phone a friend? <laughs> Who are you going to phone? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want a hint, I can give you like the era. 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 <laughs> okay. the, era. <laughs> the era that the era this came out. Okay. Um, All the it, hints. It came out in, I would say, um, it's, it's a song that was recorded back in like the 60s, I would say. Hmm. Yeah, 1969. Hmm. God, I hope somebody out there is like screaming right now. <laughs> I hope. Like, All right, I give, give up. up. Yeah. It is. It is my way by Frank Sinatra. Oh, what the? For hell? what is a man? What has he got? If you're lucky, when we go to uh, SummerSlam, you'll see me perform that at karaoke. <laughs> I fucking love singing that song at karaoke. Oh, I'm sure you kill that song. And I do. I do. I feel like I do. Well, I feel like I do. I'm sure I look like an asshole. But yeah, so it's yeah, it was my way by Frank Sinatra. That was actually the first one I wrote, too. It was like the first one I said, oh, this is good. Yeah, you got me um, that one. I'm not really writing these, by the way, everybody. I'm just <laughs> basically copying, pasting the lyrics. <laughs> but it's like, you know what you have to do is you have to go through the song and try to find a yeah, good the, section of the yeah. song where it kind of fits the, the haiku format. All right. We got one more. Um. Now, here you go again. You say you want your freedom. Well, who am I to keep you down? Um. <laughs> that's, that's actually kind of how the lyrics go. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Is it Fleetwood or is it Stevie herself? It is Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Do you know the song? Um. It was a big hit right at the be. It was like a big yeah. re-hit right at the beginning of the pandemic. That's fucking dreams. Yes, it is dreams. Yes. Good. Goddamn. Feel sucky for whiffing even that long. Nope, you did. Nope, you got them all. I mean, except for Frank Sinatra, yeah. but that's a tough one. I mean, but now I was, I was almost. No, those were good though. See, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I was like, I don't know. Does she like? Just, I don't even know if you like country. Are you like a country fan? Um, I mean, I, I, I hate to, no. I hate to, you know, put you in that, you know, because you're from, you know. You don't want to stereotype. Sweet. I don't want to stereotype and say that you like country, but you know. I like, I, don't. I like old school country. Um, not anything that would be current. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, like your um, Morgan Maybe. Wallace or. Whatever uh, I, I don't yeah, know anything I don't, about that. I, I know really about George it. Strait. I know about Toby Keith and. What about like Keith Urban and shit like that? Like. Eh, some there's some okay. Keith Urban. Yeah, I think that I was, know. Keith Urban would be towards the end of my yeah. era. Uh, okay. Era, era. Free knowledge. <laughs> nice. Well, that's all right. So that was hit song haiku. Um, we're gonna have more of that in the future so that'll be another, that's good i like that. that's gonna be another recurring segment yeah i'm gonna try to get and i'm gonna try to expand the album uh <laughs> the dirt i'm gonna expand that a lot into every other genre genre of song. genre yes 
Okay. Um, geez, we are cruising along here. This one, I think this is going to last us a while. I feel like, because <laughs> this is kind of a real goofy segment. Um, okay. So this is called Quincy Jones's cover album now. <laughs> and I got to explain this. The only reason I pick Quincy Jones's cover album is I like alliteration and all my things and it just worked well. And Quincy Jones was the man who produced and put together the we are the world song. And he also produced Michael Jackson's thriller. He produced bad and, you know, very uh, prominent pr producer, record producer in the industry. Now, I've always had this idea of, uh, do you know Michael McDonald from like the Moody, uh, not the Moody Blues, like the Doobie Brothers and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was back in my poker playing days, I used to do this thing to make my friends laugh where I would sing songs as Michael McDonald. Like I would sit there and go, say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son to include everyone. Or I would go like, you know, um, straight out of Compton, crazy <laughs> Yeah. And I could get them going for hours laughing at just all the stupid songs. So I always would have this idea in my head of thinking of like, what's a great cover album where it's like people singing songs that you have no idea how they got picked to sing this song. So I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you the list of people that I have and we'll go back and forth over it. And then I'm going to give you the list of songs. So I did 10 again, right. but again, we can, you know, if we need to go through, we'll go through, but um, or actually maybe I should do this. Maybe I should read. How do we want to do this? Do we want to do the person that I, it's a celebrity so do i want to do the person and then read the list of songs so that it's kind of like you have to make a decision and then you don't get to go back on it or do you mm. think we should just give all 10 of both what do you think let's do all 10 of both so we can okay. mix and match all right and if we have to go back we'll go back all right so okay. the 10 the 10 famous people that i have and this is living and dead so you know i did that i have arnold schwarzenegger i have uh john f kennedy I have Stone Cold Steve Austin. We have Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Uh, the Great Don Knotts. Oh, oh we my have, God. We have the Arthur Rose. You know, Dorothy Spornak. Um, Joan Rivers. Uh, we have, I can't do a real good Liza Minnelli. Like, Liza Minnelli. I can't really do a good Liza Minnelli. Um, we have Donald Trump and we have Joe Biden. So we have Donald Trump and then we oh, have. Oh, wow. All right. And these those are the 10 people that I, I was picked. trying to write those down. Okay, um, I'll read them again. So we got okay, Schwarzenegger. No. Okay, that was that one. I got him. We got John F. Kennedy. We got Stone Cold. Stone Cold. We got Vince McMahon. That was the one I was missing. Yep. All right. So you got Don Knotts, B. B. Arthur, John Rivers, Liza Minnelli, Trump, and Biden. Okay. Biden. Okay. Now here are the songs. We got Footloose. <laughs> Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> we got Beat It. <laughs> we got Landslide. <laughs> we have Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue. Yes, I put Shout at oh the Devil. Oh, my God. We have Jump by Van Halen. Uh, I went with Blowing in the Wind. I'm going to say it's the... Um, I'll say it's the... Uh, hmm, I don't know. I guess we could go any version of it, but I was thinking of like the... Uh, what's his name? Um... Bob, not Bob. Oh my God, Bob Dylan version. Um, 
Rock and Roll All Night by, by Kiss. Okay. Uh, Crazy Train. And then as a total, like, just curveball, Ave Maria. <laughs> we got a gospel song at the end of this. Um, oh, my God. My cat is, like, clawing at the door. Hold on one second. I'm just going to. I have to. I hate to take a break. Hold Let on. that pussy in. Seriously. He doesn't like to be away from his dad for too long. All right. So we'll start off with um, Arnold. Who do you? Th- what kind of a song do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger should sing? All right. So I only have like eight songs. Okay. So I had Footloose, mm-hmm. uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, mm-hmm. Beat It, mm-hmm. Landslide, mm-hmm. Shout at the Devil, mm-hmm. Jump, Mm-hmm. Blowing in the wind, in the rock wind. and roll all night, crazy train, and Ave Maria. Okay, there we go. Okay. That is yeah. all right. That is a right. very odd list of songs, but Quincy Jones is putting this together, so he wants this hell of a you know, he wants Michael <laughs> McDonald singing straight out of Compton level nuts on this. So, oh, yeah. So really, Arnold, it's really, it's, it's really odd too when Michael McDonald starts dropping the N word because of all the N words. Oh it's really weird. I don't think he's allowed to do that, sir. <laughs> all right, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, go ahead. Uh, I I want to say Ave Maria for all of these people, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the that's the trick is you got to pick this one. Ave Maria. <laughs> Yes. I'm sorry. That's fucking funny. It's very good, Ave Maria. <laughs> yes. Oh. I don't think it gets any funnier I mean, from that I would list. Be okay with that if you want to say. It's gotta I mean, be him. I'll be honest. I did every song with Schwarzenegger's voice, <laughs> and they all work. But Ave Maria is great. That's the best. All right. So Schwarzenegger is gonna sing Ave Maria. All right. So he's closing the album out. Ave Maria. Oh, yeah, that's a finale for sure. Okay. So we got, now we're going to go with uh, the former president, John F. Kennedy. Where's he going to sing? I kind of like him for blowing in the wind. Okay. All right. The answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. (laughs) The answer is blowing in the uh, wind. It we sounds not... like vaguely presidential and like yeah. we are not know. going to sing this song because it is easy, but because it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So blowing in the wind. So all right. How about Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love it. <laughs> Beat it, what? Uh, <laughs> beat it, what? Beat it, what? I gotta do it. Uh, it beat it, what? 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 <laughs> they told him, don't you ever come around here, you son of a bitch. Don't want to see your face. So just beat it. What? Beat it. What? That's perfect. 
Because it's that whole thing where it goes, just beat it, beat it, what? beat it, beat it. You can replace the beat it with what? I love it. Awesome. That's perfect, Jenny. I love it. All right. So Steve Austin Cold's going to sing beat it. All right. What about Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Oh, fuck. God. I have one. No, no, no. I want you. No, to I, I want to hear what you think. All right. <laughs> I think there's only one thing that Vince McMahon could sing, and he could be like, <laughs> Tonight I'm going to cut loose, foot loose, <laughs> take off your Sunday shoes. Please, Louise, pull me up off my knees. Jack, Jack get, get back. back. Come on, before we crack. Lose your blues. Everybody cut foot loose. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. I think That's, that's going to have to happen in a fucking Christmas play now. So. <laughs> oh, shit. I know, right? Oh, boy. All right, so we got we got Vince McMahon singing Footloose. Now this might get a little weird. Don Knotts. I don't Don know, Knotts. Anybody, Mr. Furley. I love Don Knotts. <laughs> Mr. Furley kind of singing a song. What is what is Mr. Furley gonna sing when he gets up at the uh, Regal Beagle for karaoke night? <laughs> oh, I what? can't. I can't go outside. <laughs> well, you might as well jump. <laughs> jump. Jump. <laughs> I didn't even know I had a Don Knotts. That is fantastic. I didn't even know I had a Don Knotts. I get up and nothing gets me down. You've got it tough. I've seen the toughest around, Jack. Whoa, I don't know. Can you do the the jump part again? Can you just go jump? Jump. Have you ever seen The Ghost of Mr. Chicken? Yes. That's a I love Don great Knotts. movie. I love Don Knotts. Oh, God. It's so great. Okay. All right. Um, how about how about B. Arthur? Oh, my God. Dorothy Spornak or Maude. What's Maude <laughs> going to come out and sing? I, I like her with something that has like a... A real floaty melody, so Lucy in the sky with diamonds, <laughs> with that real gruff voice, I think will do it for me. Picture yourself <laughs> in a boat on a river with tangerine <laughs> dreams and marmalade skies. Yes, I think B. Author definitely is. She's definitely cutting a Beatles album. All right, yeah. so B. Author is singing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. All right. Uh, now another kind of gruff. Oh, Joan Rivers. Uh, oh, yeah, she's she's a little shaky sounding. Yeah. Um. Hmm. The landslide might bring her down. I though. I think so. Yeah, I go. Yeah. Will the landslide bring you down? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Donnie, why am I not on there? <laughs> I took my love, I took it down. Uh, I climbed a mountain and I turned around. <laughs> it just sounds like she's complaining the whole. The it's, whole it's a very it's a, it's a Jewish complaint song. <laughs> oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can the child within my heart rise above? <laughs> oh, Melissa, where are you? 
<laughs> Turned into Krusty the Clown there. It did. I don't know. Well, you know, that's probably what, <laughs> she was probably based off of Krusty. Who knows? <laughs> kind of similar. Uh, okay. Um, another kind of shaky person, Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. She's new, new shield too. But you know, she's uh oh man. <laughs> Looking <laughs> Looking at the three songs left and the three songs yeah, left. These yeah. are all good for all three of them. They are kind of. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 I feel like I want. What do you think? I want to give her rock and roll all night. I was Just leaning she... towards that or shout at the devil. Okay. Because I'm thinking like, I'm thinking, have you ever seen her in Cabaret? Oh, like yeah. I mean, and you just like you, you get that real sing songy kind of voice, <laughs> like, you know, like you could go shout, shout, shout at the devil, <laughs> like that. That's what I was hearing. All right, I like shout at the devil. I'll go with shout at the devil. Shout, shout, shout at the devil. <laughs> it sounds very Broadway. He's the wolf screaming lonely in the night. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So Liza Minnelli shaking out to shouting the devil. Okay. Um, alrighty. So the former president, Donald Trump, is he going to sing? What is he going to sing? He's going to sing fucking crazy train. <laughs> yes. All aboard. All aboard. All aboard. I, 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 I. Crazy. But that's how it goes. Millions of people. <laughs> he even says in a speech, millions of people living, this world. living as foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. I'm going off the rails on this crazy train. All right? it's a, on this tremendous crazy train. You gotta, oh, throw, you gotta throw a bunch song. of yeah. You gotta throw a bunch of tremendouses in there. He's like a tremendous crazy train. It's tremendous. It's the most fantastic, beautiful, crazy train there is. All right. So I guess that leaves us um, with uh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah. This actually fits with Joe Biden singing does. rock and roll. I can't really do a good Joe Biden except it's just it is like the sleepy Joe Biden. Like yeah. Rock and roll all night. And Not, party every, party uh, every day. Party and, every and couple part of days. Of every day. <laughs> I want, yeah, part. Yeah, I want to rock and roll. That's what's that? That's a freaking gag from. Is it the Simpsons yeah. or yeah? It's, and part of every I think day. It's from uh, shit. Is it from Role Models? With it, is it? it well, Role Models the was Paul the one Rudd? that was all. Yeah, that's the one that's the the Kiss movie. Like yeah, they. Yeah, that's I don't a know great why I was movie. thinking it was in that one, but maybe it, it might be. Movie. It might be in part of every day. Yeah, I want to rock and roll all night in part of every part day. Of... <laughs> <laughs> I Somebody's like screaming at their device again. Yeah, they know. They know what it is. I feel like it's a Simpsons gag. Like I feel like that's a thing that like Ned Flanders would do or something. But I'm gonna party all night in part of every day. But yeah, so Joe Biden. All right, so to go back and through this, let me see if I got everything. Footloose is sung by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is sung by the great B. Arthur. Beat It is sung by, who do we say? Was it Stone Cold? Because it's Beat It. What? Beat It. What? (laughs) (laughs) Landslide. We gave Landslide to 
Was it to Joan Rivers? Because it's the mm-hmm. Jewish complaint song. <laughs> <laughs> Shout at the devil is being sung by Liza Minnelli in a Broadway off, off, <laughs> off, 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 off Broadway rendition. Uh, <laughs> we have Jump sung by, oh, Jump! <laughs> Wait, how's it go, Jenny? <laughs> jump! Jump! Hey! Jump is by Don Knotts. Blowing in the Wind is uh, era Blowing in the Wind by uh, former President John F. Kennedy, who in fact had his brain blown into the wind. Oh, <laughs> sir! Sir! Nice! Nice! Fuck! Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that just came to me. Shit. Oh, my <laughs> so God. So we have that. Uh, we have Rock and Roll All Night, sung by, the, by Sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> We have crazy, uh, crazy train, sung by the former craziest train operator there is, Donald Trump. And rounding out the album is Ah uh, Yes, from with a bullet number one is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ave Maria, she divorced me because I slept with the maid. Goddamn, I would buy that album. Quincy <laughs> no Jones has done it again. Quincy Jones, once it. again, you are a fucking superstar. Oh, nice. So that is the Quincy Jones cover album. I hope everybody enjoyed that because I fucking did. (laughs) That was awesome. Uh, So I think um, I think there's still I think I got time for one more thing that I can do. Um, And that's going to be. Yeah. And this is going to be some podcast interview questions that I have. So now I don't know if you're familiar with the. the uh, great Bernard Pivot, uh, who gave us some questions from his show, Apostrophes. And it was read to us every show by the great James Lipton on Inside the Actor's Studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a few of them. I won't go a whole all the whole ten, but I'll give you a few. So, <clears throat> Are these along the same lines of what you gave Tim? Yes. The first? These okay. first ones are, yes. Okay. okay. But, Jenny... What is your favorite word? Hmm. <laughs> well, my favorite word is okay. I think. Just okay. I feel like I say it. I say it the most. Okay. Probably. I feel like okay. I type it a lot. Um, I feel like there are variations that you can give that word to make it mean different things. Like okie dokie? No, just like the way you say it and use it can mean different things. Okay. All right. I hear you. Like the way you just said it, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Jenny, what is your least favorite word? Hmm. Well, I knew that Tim's least favorite word was veggies. Um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that uh, when he finally <laughs> said it. Um, hmm. Hmm. You would think I would have given this any thought. Um, <laughs> At least it shows you listen to my last show. <laughs> I did. It was very good. I know, I, I know you said you did, but. Huh. 
I don't like. Hmm. <laughs> well, you got the, the usual suspects like moist. And stuff oh, like that, sure. Which is not that bothersome. I mean, it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. But that's a valid word if you want to go with that. Although I'm not going to tell you what to do. So. So. <laughs> in truly birth fashion, I'm very indecisive. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with indecisive. Is my oh, favorite word. that's a great word. I like that. <laughs> All right. No, that's a no, that's a great word. I, I can agree with that. Completely. I hate being that. Mm -hmm. I actually don't even have a least favorite word, but I have a least favorite phrase. Mm -hmm. And my least favorite phrase is um, it is what it is because I just feel it's a, and, and, and and it's, it's a personal thing for me. My sister actually has a tattooed on her like shoulder, which is just so ironic. Really? But um, yeah, cause she always feels like it is what it is. But for me, it's just, it's a total defeatist attitude. And Mm -hmm. I always try to stay more positive than just constantly being defeated. Um, so that's why I don't love it. But I mean, that's why. But I understand why people use it. I still use it. Um, I try not to. But yeah. So. A hmm. phrase that is not one of my favorites at all is right back at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right back I mean, at you. Yeah. It, <laughs> What's it your can fa- be used. It can be used sincerely, but I feel like rarely. What what is your favorite phrase? Oh, whatever you want, Jenny. <laughs> I know I know what it is. I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say what your new favorite phrase is <laughs> that you tend to say, I don't know, a thousand times whenever I'm talking to you. <laughs> what is that? Your sister's twat. <laughs> that is a great phrase. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Oh boy. It? Like recently I was like I was looking on our chats our text chats that we have with everybody and all the all the memories that all of you have been sharing and i'm like i'm getting such a fomo because i are not fomo but like past fomo because i just am so sad that i missed so much of it and then i realized i was like wait a minute i think i added something so iconic to this freaking group now (laughs) and in in such a short period of time uh, yeah, you really got in there. I got uh, in there fast, but that's there, yeah. yeah I, it's the story of my life. I get in and out fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, all right. What's your all right? So your favorite phrase is what was it again? Anything? Anything? For <laughs> you, you're so right, Jenny. You're so you're so right, Jenny. <laughs> you look beautiful today, Jenny. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a no. Oh, that's a nice one. You're so beautiful today. Acts of service, Jenny. <laughs> all all the love languages are my love languages i, I right. refuse to pick one i, I require yeah. all of them <laughs> so now um okay jenny what is your favorite curse word fuck yeah 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 no i mean i would love to be more clever but it's just the perfect word mm-hmm. yep i agree i think it's great um okay if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> well, what I like for him to say? <laughs> yeah. What do you hope he says? <laughs> All right, bitch, you can come in. <laughs> that's a good answer. Yes, that's a good answer. 
That's a good answer. Yep. Entry, yes. <laughs> You're all set. I mean, that's not going to happen. But What if you walked up there like and they that. went right back at you, kid? Oh, that would be, it would be my hell. It would be my hell. <laughs> oh, but then he lets you in. <laughs> He's like, oh, just fucking with you. Come on. All right. So now I have some questions um, by the great huge asshole um, <laughs> on his show, The Sphincter. So, um, this is a this is just some other things I you know have here. Um, what is your favorite way to insult a person? Oh, bless your heart! <laughs> oh God, that is such a good Southern insult. Because <laughs> I know, because I know, I've told you this, and I I think you still find it hard to believe. My father was from South Carolina, so I know I mean, allegedly. Allegedly, I know Southern Southern style. Oh, bless your heart! Like that is just so. It is. It's such a fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. I've used that before. I think, and and in a, in a very sarcastic, insulting way. Um, it really confuses the Northerners. It does. Mm-hmm. Did you use that when you were on your trip to Boston? I sure hope so. No, no, everybody was lovely. I find that Boston. so hard to believe that everybody was lovely to you. Honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, like I mean, you didn't even bump into somebody. Uh, well, I guess that's I true. saw a dude. I saw a dude on a bike get hit by a car. That was the most Boston thing. That I yeah, saw. it is. Yeah, it that is. That and the fucking you know tea party <laughs> spot. Oh yeah, yep. And that's... Paul Revere's house. Yep. <laughs> Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Yeah, the Midnight Ride era. Paul yeah. Revere. At Fenway Park. Oh my god, that place. Was you know awesome. that was that was awesome. I didn't know you were going to do that, and I was so glad that you did. I've done that tour before, and that's a really fun tour. So I'm amazing. glad that you got to do that. Um, now, did you? Now, I don't. I mean, are you even like a big baseball fan? I'm not even sure if you are. I mean, I'm assuming you did that because it was like a very Boston thing to do. But I mean, are you a baseball fan? Is your family like into baseball things like that, or I not like, really? Or I don't like watching baseball on TV. I like mm-hmm. <clears throat> going to stadiums. Okay. So I I grew up a Braves fan. So mm-hmm. I've been to Atlanta for baseball games several times and. I went to a Twins game um, oh, in cool. Minnesota a couple of years ago. Um, so I like I like live events just in yeah. general and stadiums and arenas and you know. Anyway, that's kind of nerdy, but I do no, like that's, that. And that's that's awesome. I mean, Fenway was just like amazing as like sure. of a, a a structure and I, like the history I, there. I went. I got a chance to go in 04 to Chicago. And was it 04 or 05? It was either 04 or 05. It was the first time the Red Sox had played the Cubs in like in Chicago in like, I don't know, 75 something, 80 something years or whatever. And we went to the we went to Wrigley Field and that was so surreal to walk in and just see Wrigley Field and just, you know, you see the uh, the Ivy on the wall and, and out in the NAL field and. Um, they have the big Harry Carey statue in the front and hey everybody. And it's just <laughs> it was it was so awesome to see because I'm a big fan of that stuff too. I love going to stadiums and uh I've been to let me see, I've been to Toronto, I've been to Montreal, I've been to Anaheim, um, I've been to Dodger Stadium and Oriole Park and the Vet, the old Philly veteran stadium, but they weren't playing baseball at the time, so we didn't get to really see a game but um it is it's a great experience to go and it's one of those things that and actually my brother and my nephew 
that's like their thing now is they go to, you know, they went to St. Louis and Kansas city uh, back in April. They're going to, they're actually going to Pittsburgh in July. And uh, they were going to, they were going to go to Seattle for the uh, all-star game, but they decided, you know, that they just decided to do a different trip instead. But that's like their thing. They went last, they went last year to uh, San Diego, LA and Anaheim. And they saw all three games and, you know, all three different stadiums. And that's like, and, and so for father's day last year, I actually got my brother a map of all the baseball parks and I have it. It's on a, you know, a cork board and we have it hanging up in the dining room. And every time they come back, they put a pin in all the stadiums. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great thing. Don't ever say that's nerdy. That's a cool experience because those are the kind of memories that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And you're going to be like, anytime you ever come across a game, a sporting event or shit, anytime you go to a wrestling event, like you go to, if you go to a wrestling event, like let's just say you've been to Philly and saw well they're gonna do it at Lincoln Financial but like I'm trying to think of like a baseball park that they would do it at but even still like you're gonna go and you're gonna be like oh shit that's like friggin I've been there I've been there for a game and now I'm here for a wrestling event like that's pretty cool you know so it is yeah. and um just they said they do like concerts and stuff at Fenway oh yeah and, mm-hmm. uh, it really like like makes you wanna. Like, I thought it was special being there just when it was empty. Like, just really cool, like, really not having to have crowds or, like, any noise and just, like, really being able to see it. And then, you know, it really makes me Jones to go to a game there. Like, now I want to see it full of people. Now I want to, you know, have the experience of the game there. So it makes Um, me want to go back. And you went up on the Monster, too, right? The Monster Yes, that was the funnest. That was the best seat. Like, that was awesome. (laughs) I've actually I've actually sat pretty much everywhere around Fenway and uh, just over time, the best seats I've ever had. And it's so funny because I was just watching a game. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. And they were talking about it uh, and the like the announcers were talking about it because like one of the color guys was like a former baseball player. And he was talking to like, you know, oh, and I was talking to another teammate and it was a um it was like a game in like the summer. It was like one of the hottest days ever at Fenway. And we were sitting, my friend and I were sitting in the first row seats, one and two in the right field, right next to the bullpen. And it's the visitor's bullpen. Mm. So while you're, and they were talking about it on the game because they said that when somebody comes to the, when somebody first comes to a team and they first go to Fenway, they have to tell the guy in the the bullpen, like, Hey, listen, you're going to get made fun of the entire time you're warming up. <laughs> so just be prepared. Cause it's so small. It's very intimate. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's like, and I remember they were playing the blue Jays and we were, and there was a guy who kept getting up, getting, getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down. Cause they just, they kept getting him like ready to warm up. And my friend and I were just like making fun of him the whole time. <laughs> and we were just busting his balls the whole time. And when he finally went in, we were like, yay, we get all like a big standing <laughs> ovation. And he kind of like, he kind of like tipped this cat to us and everything. Um, and then there was another time, like you were saying how it's kind of small, intimate and everything. Um, there was uh, the player Nick Swisher. He was playing for the Yankees and somebody was in, we were in like the right field and somebody was going like Swisher Swisher. And it was just really annoying. And it was mm-hmm. kind of dead. Like you could hear it. He definitely heard that. And so I started going Nick Swisher, Nick Swisher, <laughs> Nick Swisher. 
next wish. And my brother goes, dude, I swear to God, I saw him laughing. <laughs> like I saw him <laughs> chuckling because I was going next wish. Next wish. And I mean, I can we can get loud if we want to, you know. So, yeah, I, I love going. I love going to Fenway. I love going to Fenway on like a September night. Like I love September baseball when they call up like all the all the kids from the minor leagues and stuff. It's yeah. Baseball is great. Oh, God, I would love to go to Atlanta. Oh, I'd I love really love. I love the Braves. Too. I yeah. love the Braves. So, yeah. And you're actually you're not that well. You're kind of far, but you're not that far away from like it's Tampa. No, I've, I've been to a good handful of Bra- yeah. Braves games yeah. on the old stadium and the new one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Nice. All righty. Um, all right. So. I'd ask you this question, but I kind of feel like I might know the answer, <laughs> which, okay. is, which is uh, what family member could you do without? Oh, my God. <laughs> Mother-in-law. <laughs> uh, that's usually the, that's the universal answer. Y'all so, didn't right. hear that. Uh, I know. Um, all right. So, um, hmm. Did you like the first Avatar movie? I did. I really did. Um I've never been like a big into like the 3D or whatever mm-hmm. type movies. Yeah. Um, so I, I never really watched it in the way it was meant to be watched. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do the punk ass 2D version, but I really like the first one, but I'm a huge sci-fi nerd and that all of that is, you know, very. Now, did, did you see it in the theaters when it was out just yes. in 2D? Yes. Okay. I never saw it up until the, the the next one came out the last one came out mm-hmm. and like the week before the last one came out my brother was like i think you should see this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like okay and i think it was on disney plus um so i watched it and did you like, like wow. it i go wow that movie's freaking great it, it is <laughs> kind of good um it's a little heavy-handed with um some of the themes that yeah. they got going on there but i mean you know yeah and I mean, there's like the whole thing that it's like a ripoff of like Pocahontas or right. whatever. And I was like, Fern Gully, even. Yeah. And I was like, well, isn't every friggin' movie just a ripoff of another right, movie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I know. really liked, I thought the um, animation was really well done, like all the CGI. And yeah. um, I thought that Sam Worthington was really good at. Um, I'll tell you the thing I love. Fully indoctrinated into this, you know. Yeah. I, I was going to say, like, the thing I loved. Like, is that right away they knew that he was because I for some reason I forgot or I didn't realize that like the human avatars had four fingers or five, four or five, whatever. And the other ones only had three or four. And I think it's I think it's four and five. And I didn't realize that at the beginning. So when she when Zoe Saldana like realized that he was like a human and I was like, oh, so they're not going to play dumb and like pretend that he's not a human. And I like that. And they were like, yeah. all right, we're going to let him into our tribe to like, try to like, you know, integrate him. And so I was like, Oh, that's good. See, they went a different way. So I like that. And mm-hmm. you know, that's what I kind of, I dug that as opposed to not. I never it. saw the second one though. Um, It was good. I liked it a lot, actually. I mean, I was kind of like on a high from mm-hmm. the first one. So, you know, but um, it was good. I mean, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh Again, it was very, it was kind of similar story-wise, I feel like, but uh, the ending was great, like how they ended it all, and I just thought, like, the ending third of the movie was really, really good, and uh, it was, it was kind of, there was like, there was a, it's funny, I walked out of it, and my friend said, what'd you think, and I go, there was like one scene that 
I felt didn't need to be made. And mm. when they put it in, it kind of bothered me because I just didn't. It's like there's certain times that there's things that happen in movies. And I kind of I kind of said it has to do a lot of times with like either child abuse or animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I know those things exist. I don't want to see them on film. And, mm-hmm. and the reason being is because I just don't want to know that somebody thought of that. And that's kind of where like that's kind of where I draw the line too. like with horror is I don't like to see that shit. That's just really fucking weird because mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to know that some human being thought of that. <laughs> You know, and it's that's just, why it, I like it. I know, but doesn't that it doesn't bother you? Like that's like that kind of shit bothers me to think that somebody thought of this real twisted fucking thing. Well, you know, I think that it makes me feel less weird for thinking of also twisted. All right, I'll I'll get yeah I'll give you that. Maybe not I mean, as twisted. Yeah, but... I mean, because some of those friggin' movies like are just especially like recent like weird horror movies are just bizarre yeah, and, i've seen some I mean, shit recently and you horror. know what i thought you know what i was looking at yesterday that i was just thinking i was like why the fuck would you do this is you ever see did you ever see tusk yeah i fucking love that movie. oh my god i mean it's fucked up i'm like who thought of that kevin <laughs> like, smith he's an insane person which i knew he was fucking crazy so no but my god like that's like that's a movie that doesn't need to be made i feel like but maybe it I does don't know. It was, yeah it's something no all right. Um, well, the last question I have for you um, is it's a very important one is, um, Jenny, can I borrow some money? <laughs> I don't have much, but you can have nah, it. Shit. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're 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 a salt of the earth. You know, you're uh, the of course, if you have two dollars, you'll give me a dollar fifty, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, you know, if you don't pay me back, I know where you live and I'll break your legs. This is true. Well, I will say that um, it, it's because of you. That I re I completely reevaluated my uh, tip thought process on uh, <laughs> yes on things like DoorDash and and Uber Eats and things like that. So uh, you know, I mean, the world is probably the world is definitely benefiting from the Jenny position. Let's put it. That oh, way. good. I'm glad. <laughs> well, I think that will that will wrap it up for at least our segments that we have today on a la carte with uh, Keithy and my guest host Jenny. Uh, Jenny, would you like to promote anything that you're on? Uh, you are the queen of the universe. So, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much everything. But go ahead and tell us where you're at. So you're ordered to listen to the Jenny position on Wednesdays uh, right here on the North-South Connection. So I have a couple of different shows. They sort of rotate every week. And you'll get, uh, you heard about Pluto, which Keithy has been on mm-hmm. several times. And there's a new one uh, called Talk and Pop. We did an interview with our friend Rocco Martone. Uh, he, is, yeah. he is the lead vocalist in a... Uh, death metal band and Mm -hmm. they're going on tour so he uh sat down to talk to us a little bit about his life that was very interesting and insane and uh there's one called talk of docs so that one is uh reviewing documentaries um i had a couple episodes of that one come out and i will say they are fantastic i'm not i am not lying i mean and it's and the two that you did they're on cults Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, I'm ready to join the friggin' whatever cult you're in next. I mean, it's you make them. Re- it's so amazing how like empathetic you are to like all these people. You're like, I can see why they got into a cult. <laughs> you really, you can, I, but because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I have that 
empathy thing yeah. that is yeah. out of control. Yeah. Um, and so, and then our next one, there's a lot less empathy because um, cults are just fascinating in general. So yeah. we're, we try to do like, you know, the big well-known ones and then maybe some ones that you mm-hmm. haven't heard of and are really lesser known. Um, and then um, uh, there's one called GC Dub, a game-changing podcast where mm-hmm. me and my friend Matt uh, really do like a roundup of all the GCW wrestling shows of the month and give our thoughts on those. Um, and I love that show. And all this stuff is going to be linked on Twitter. You follow me there at Jenny Position. Awesome. All righty. Well, and now uh, you can always hear me on Obviously, a la carte with Keithy, as that's my show. Uh, but you can also hear me on uh, GFA Live with my BFF and the whole wide world PD. And um, I'm all over the uh, North-South Connection uh, on Cronoso Monthly. I've been on, as Jenny said, uh, you heard about Pluto. And also, uh, you can catch me a lot on the Place to Be Nation pop feed doing the video jukebox song of the day. And uh, that's something I really like. I usually... I usually end up not talking about the video. I end up talking more about the song and like what the song means and like what the song, um, mm-hmm. like what it, what it, what it tracked as and stuff like that, where it ranked on the billboard and everything. But uh, it's a pretty cool, it's a really quick little like seven, eight minute. If that, you know, little show to listen to every day, it comes out Monday through Friday. So check that out. And of course you can reach me on flounder a two, four on Twitter. Uh, Jenny, thank you so much for doing this with me today. I really appreciate it. This was a blast. I hope I can have you on again. Of course. And uh, next time we'll do some more Quincy Jones cover albums. Uh, you know, we uh, Jesus, I feel like I should just have you back when they have that when I have these three things in the rotation again. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. You know, we maybe we'll just do a whole show about Quincy Jones's cover album and uh, where we're going to put the rest of the WWF roster in Hogwarts. So, well, I had my whole desert list. Uh... Oh, you have a desert for island? You, this yeah, too? I had that nice. for you. But, oh, this is great. Awesome. Keep we'll it. We'll do that next it. time. Yes. All righty. So thank you so much for listening and take care, everybody. Have a great week.